and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Praise God. We are continuing in looking at all the miracles in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And this morning, we're going to look at Daniel chapter 5. And we're going to read first verses 1 to 5. King Belshazzar made a great feast for a thousand of his lords and drank wine in front of the thousand. Belshazzar, when he tasted the wine, commanded that the vessels of gold and silver that Nebuchadnezzar, his father, had taken out of the temple in Jerusalem be brought that the king and his lords, his wives, and his concubines might drink from them. Then they brought in the gold vessels that had been taken out of the temple, the house of God in Jerusalem, and the king and his lords, his wives, and his concubines drank from them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. Immediately, the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace opposite the lampstand. And the king saw the hand as it wrote. We are looking at a miracle in Daniel 5. There are several, but we're focusing on the miracle that produced a hand, a disembodied hand that wrote through its finger on the wall of the palace where King Belshazzar was celebrating and partying with all the lords, all his wives, and all his concubines. That miracle terrified the King Belshazzar. And we see in verse 5, it says there, immediately the fingers of a human hand appeared and wrote on the plaster of the wall of the king's palace opposite the lampstand, and the king saw the hand as it wrote. Now, I guess the question is, how did this happen? In the NET, or the New English Translation, it articulated the timing of how it happened more clearly. And it says there, at that very moment, That moment spoken of here was revealed in verse 4 when it says, They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. Now, remember the context of the first three words of that verse. They drank wine. Now, to understand that situation, we must remember how they actually did that. How did they drink their wine? They used the gold and silver goblets, the gold and silver vessels that, was plund- uh, that were plundered from the temple of Jerusalem by the previous king, Nebuchadnezzar. Now, these items were considered holy and were intended for use in worship and sacrifice only. But in here, we see it was being disrespected. It was being desecrated. Now, in addition to that, if we read further in verse 4, they, it says there, they praised the gods of gold and silver, bronze, iron, wood, and stone. 
they did that while desecrating the holy vessels from the temple of God. It's like one disrespectful act after another and in an increasing intensity. So, the miracle happened because of that. Now, we ask the question, what can we learn from this miracle? Then, I guess it would be easier to know the answer to that question when we know what the handwriting on the wall did say. And we see it in verse 25 to 28. This, I'm going to read in NLT. This is the message that was written. Mene, Mene, Tekel, and Parsin. This is what these words mean. Mene means numbered. God has numbered the days of your reign and has brought it to an end. Verse 27, Tekel means weighed. You have been weighed on the balances and have not measured up. And verse 28, Parsin means divided. Your kingdom has been divided and given to the Medes and Persians. And finally, in verse 30, it says there, That very night, Belshazzar, the Chaldean king, was killed. That very night. Now, obviously, this miracle of a floating disembodied hand writing on the wall was a miracle of judgment. A, a judgment against the Babylonian king, Belshazzar. For it clearly stated in verse 30, after that miracle, it led to his death. A judgment that we know, I'd like to say this about this narrative, we know that judgment is righteous and fair. Let me expound on that. We believe that God's judgment is righteous. Why? Because if you think about it, God has every right to take back the life that He has granted to all His created beings because He owns everything and everyone. And so it's just right for Him to take it back because even though He gives life, these very lives are still His. His possession. We all belong to God. Now, the second thing we said is God's judgment is fair. Now, from the writing on the wall, in verse 27, it says there, Tekel means weighed. You have been weighed on the balances and have not measured up. And so, uh, it's very clear that Belshazzar has been weighed and he did not measure up. There was a process. It wasn't unfair. Now, moreover, Daniel, the, the prophet, when he was summoned, he pointed out that the king Belshazzar could not say he didn't know about the Lord and what God expects from a king like him. For according to Daniel, this is not the first time the Lord showed himself to the throne of Babylon, holding the king accountable for his actions. Actually, Daniel reminded Belshazzar about his predecessor, Nebuchadnezzar. In Daniel 5, verse 20, I'm going to read in the NIV. It says there, his heart became arrogant, this previous king, Nebuchadnezzar, and hardened with pride. He was deposed from his royal throne and stripped of his glory. He was driven away from people and given in the mind 
and given the mind of an animal. He lived with the wild donkeys and ate grass like an ox. And his body was drenched with the dew of heaven until he acknowledged that the most high God is sovereign over all kingdoms on earth and sets over them anyone he wishes. And then he said to him in verse 22, But you, Belshazzar, his son, have not humbled yourself, though you knew all this. Now, I'd like to put an emphasis on what Daniel said to him. You knew all this. As if to say, Belshazzar, you have no excuse because you know God and you know what he expects from kings like you. Now, God's judgment was fair because God made sure Belshazzar knew what happened to his predecessor. So this king won't be able to say that he never knew what God requires and he has never seen what God can do to those who won't humble themselves before him. Now, can I just say that Belshazzar's story is a sobering reminder to all of us today that yes, the God we serve is loving and merciful. Amen? But also, yes, He is holy, just, and fair. He cannot and will not let sin go unpunished. So it's easy to mistake His mercy and patience for apathy and passivity. Maybe God doesn't see me. Maybe God doesn't care about what I do. But just because the consequences of our wrongdoings doesn't or don't happen yet, it doesn't mean that the Lord doesn't see us. The Lord doesn't care for us. Actually, it's quite the opposite. I believe if there is, an, if there is any explanation for any delayed consequences of our wrongdoings in our life, it's because of the Lord's care. It's because of the Lord's patience with us. He will not let sin go unpunished, for it is one of His promises. But just because the consequences or the punishment hasn't come, it doesn't mean He, he does not see it. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it says, The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with us, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Wow! Aren't you glad that the holy and just God that we serve is also abounding in love, patience, and mercy? You know, as we worship God again and contemplate on what happened to Belshazzar, the realness of God's love and mercy, and at the same time, God's justice and holiness, let this psalm remind our hearts who God is in our lives. Psalm 103, verse 8. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not always accuse, nor will He harbor His anger forever. He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is His love for those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has He removed our transgressions from Him. Why don't we worship Him one more time? 
Praise God. Lord, we thank you for making a way for your justice and your mercy to flow in perfect harmony through the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ, whose body was broken and blood shed in our place. You literally treated Jesus as our sins deserve. You repaid Jesus according to our iniquities. And as a result, you have removed our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. Indeed, Lord, your love for us is as high as the heavens are above the earth. I pray that this truth guides us, not just for the rest of the week, but changes for the rest of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to watch these messages live every morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.